Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, November 2nd, 547 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures down 15 and a half at 682 and a quarter. January soybeans down 13 and a quarter at 1434 and three quarters last trade. December Chicago wheat down 49 and a half cents at 853. December Kansas City wheat down 38 and three quarters at 951 and a quarter last. December spring wheat down 31 and three quarters at 958. Sharply lower trade in the wheat market this morning. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Ratings and reviews, very much welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Leave me a comment. If you've got yield updates, crop updates, basis updates, any opinion on anything that I say here, uh, drop it in the comments. All of those things will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. If you'd like some additional info from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, all of my grain marketing recommendations, uh, lots of weather information. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I kind of addressed this old adage or saying, uh, you should store a short corn crop, sell a long corn crop. Um, is there any truth to that? If you have a, a light corn crop nationally, is that a crop that should be stored? Went through some examples. I kind of gave my two cents on the situation. If you're considering whether or not to store corn, maybe this is of interest to you. Uh, sign up today, guys. 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee. No other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. I'll shoot you this video over uh, this morning. So the big headline today, Russia says that they are back. Uh, they will resume participation in the Black Sea grain deal. This headline broke uh, just like 20 minutes before I started recording here, so I don't have all of the details. But uh, across the Reuters newswire at 5.21 a.m. Central, Russia to resume participation in Black Sea grain deal. That right there is enough to send wheat prices 30 or 40 cents lower, I suppose. Uh, from Interfax, uh, Russian Defense Ministry, uh, they said this. It was possible to obtain written guarantees from Kiev not to use the grain corridor for military operations against Russia. So that's about all I know as of now. But again, these headlines um, are enough to send the wheat market sharply lower, corn market also. And that's exactly what happened. You guys will probably have some more details uh, perhaps by the time you watch this video. And leading up to this, uh, Turkey, I guess, was integral in brokering this re-entry uh, into the grain deal as far as Russia is concerned. Turkey said uh, earlier this morning that Moscow wanted its own grain and fertilizer export secured following that weekend attack on naval vessels. Turkish officials mentioned insurance and payment net mechanisms regarding Russian shipments as being one issue. A Turkish official said this, they, Russia, still cannot get insurance and payments uh, are not made. Therefore, a lot of countries' ships are shying away from carrying these loads. So I think that if you're uh, somebody who's considering doing business with Russia, uh, maybe you're a little weary because of the sanctions. Now, grain and fertilizer are not sanctioned specifically, but just about everything else is. So they're still worried about doing business with Russia. But in any case, none of that matters this morning. The only thing that matters is the headline. Russia's back in the grain deal. That's enough to uh, cause a big sell-off. And that's what we've got here. 
Private groups continue to project record Brazilian soybean production. Uh, Well-followed private group Stonex was out with some estimates yesterday. They've got the Brazilian soybean crop pegged at 154.3 million metric tons. That's up uh, slightly from their previous estimate of 153.8. USDA is at 152. Uh, Maybe more interesting, to me at least, is that Stonex reduced its projection for Brazilian soybean exports, they went from uh, 100 million down to 96, citing Chinese demand concerns. This is interesting because USDA increased its projection for uh, Chinese soybean imports uh, this past month. Um, I think there's a lot of people and an- analysts, in particular traders, who are concerned about Chinese demand given the COVID zero policy and all of that stuff. So Stonex is is outright just saying it here. We're reducing our uh, Chinese import projection, and that's from all destinations uh, because of these uh, demand concerns. Uh, the group also increased its projection for the Brazilian corn crop, 129.9. That's a, a record uh, if realized, uh, up sharply from 126.3 previously. USDA is at 126. Uh, in regard to Brazilian weather, they're going to be dry here for a few days, and then the GFS this morning suggesting that some widespread rains return late next week. So I think they're in pretty darn good shape. Outgoing Brazilian President uh, Bolsonaro has authorized a transition of power. He gave a short speech yesterday. He thanked supporters. I think he actually encouraged some of these protests that are ongoing. But shortly after the speech, his chief of staff announced that he had been authorized to begin the process of handing over power to the newly elected president, uh, Lula da Silva. Brazil's government is trying to stop these trucker blockages and protests. Brazil's infrastructure minister said this, We are working for the free movement of people and vehicles to be resumed as soon as possible. In addition to ensuring the right of our population to come and go, it is essential to maintain the operation of essential services and road road freight transport. Uh, As of Tuesday, Reuters reported that uh, 190 locations were partially or fully blocked, but that more than 400 roadblocks had been cleared. Reuters also reporting that some of Brazil's pork and poultry processors may stop slaughtering at some production sites if these protests continue. Kind of sounds like this is going in the right direction, I guess. Uh, Not much on the radar here this morning. A little bit of rain out west over like uh, parts of Idaho. A little bit of rain here in my neighborhood moving into middle Tennessee. Other than that, uh, the Corn Belt dry, plains mostly dry. Now, next seven days, this forecast remains intact here. The idea that you're going to see some rainfall beginning, say, Friday, Saturday over parts of uh, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Missouri, a lot of these river valley areas, and this river situation remains a problem. I don't know if this is going to be enough to to fix the river situation. It will certainly be helpful. Um, You're going to need some more, though. Some of these eastern areas of the plains, like uh, eastern Oklahoma, eastern Kansas, uh, this, say, southeast corner of Nebraska might catch some rain, but the western areas are where it's drier, and those areas are still going to be kind of on the dry side. We've got a Fed announcement today. It'll be out at 1 o'clock p.m. uh, Central Time after the uh, two-day meeting. Traders very widely expect a three-quarter point hike to the Fed fund rate to be announced. Powell has been very clear about his intentions to raise rates until inflation is under control. He'll do a press conference, I believe, 30 minutes after uh, that announcement. He's likely to emphasize a continuation of the inflation fight, but may leave options open in regard to December's rate decision. Financial markets, when it comes to that December decision, financial markets are kind of torn between a 50 basis point hike and a 75 basis point hike. Economists at Bloomberg said this, 
less certain than today's rate hike is how Fed Chair Powell will communicate a potential downshift in the rate hike pace, the degree of conviction, the risks around hike sizing, and implications for the terminal rate. We expect he will present a 50 basis point move as the base case and clarify that a downshift in the pace of rate hikes does not necessarily mean a lower terminal rate. So a lot of people think that this isn't a pivot, but that they'll reduce the pace of rate hikes in December. Uh, I don't know if that's what he'll say today, but that's what a lot of people believe uh, will happen. The cattle market was lower yesterday. There was some light cash cattle trade reported in the Western Corn Belt at 152. We'll see what develops today. U.S. dollar is a little bit lower. Stock market is flat to lower. Bonds about flat. Gold's up eight bucks. Crude oil down 18 cents in the December WTI 88.20 last trade. Have a great day, guys. Talk to you same time tomorrow.